Welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast brought to you by our title sponsor, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. Whether it's tractors, mowers, utility vehicles, construction, or farm equipment, Kubota's got you covered. Now with nine locations across the state of South Dakota, there's always a dealer nearby. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Jackrabbit podcasts are also sponsored by Culver's of Brookings in Watertown, the home of the Butterburger, Jackrabbit Central, the best place to get your jacks gear, and the best sports bar in South Dakota, Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. Without further ado, here is the A-Team. And welcome back to the Jackrabbit Illustrated Podcast. Uh, it's not Prison Mike coming at you today. It is, it is Matt Mike. and Chad. Prison uh, Matt. Prison Matt. <laughs> Prison Matt. And uh, we will not be joined by Dallas because me and Chad screwed up. So sorry, Dallas, when you catch this on the re-listen, this is our fault, 100%. I'm I'm causing all sorts of problems. I'm the reason I'm we're late. Uh, if you can hear my voice, I'm still struggling with cold. And, you know, I cheered at the game yesterday, so I went and got some extra water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully yeah. my voice is tolerable. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah, why right. the mic's extra close, too, just so I don't have to try and talk loud. So, yes, we're <laughs> late, guys. We get it. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Call me Ben Jr. I don't know. It's okay. You're eating an awesome sandwich. So, uh <laughs> For those of you that didn't that don't know, which would be everybody but Matt, my wife handed me a an excellent Philly cheesesteak uh, five minutes before we went live for supper. So uh, I inhaled that apparently and uh, needed some water to wash it down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what is on my head? So these were the things that were going to protect us from COVID that Egan Lickus was selling a few years ago. Uh, and this is the 605 Hogs edition. There's also a checkerboard edition. Uh, they don't get made anymore. And so they call them gators. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I like mine. So I'm, I'm rocking that and the 605 Hog shirt today because, folks, because, folks, I lost faith in the 605 Hogs for a brief moment yesterday. I did. Would that be I'll like a half, a half a game? Yeah, I, yeah, maybe like a first half of a game potentially. So, I, uh, I, I don't know about you, Chad, but I was a little disappointed in that first half performance. What about you? You know, I wasn't impressed. Um, I wish. I don't, there's a lot of factors, right? There was a lot of things that happened that that maybe could have happened different, and I don't know that it was. I don't know what it was. It was, it seemed like a lot of things, uh, things that I thought I saw. Right. And this is an opinion. So shoot me. It seemed like uh, Zaya was, Zay was running a little more timid than normal. Don't know why. Did not look like that at the second half that I can tell you that. Um, all of our guys on offense kind of seemed timid. The defense seemed like they weren't making decisions as fast as they normally do. Um, and, and that cost us, uh, you know, we knew they were going to come out and they, they got some dudes. We knew they were going to have some success on offense with their big guys and that they'd likely wear down. And, and, and that's been true all year for both the offenses and the defenses we faced a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so not a hundred percent surprised that they had some early success, uh, but the way that they had success some of the times was a little bit on us just 
kind of stepping on our own feet, so to speak, and uh, not playing our sharpest football uh, in a lot of cases. And I mean, I love Lujan as much as anybody, but some some of the play selection baffled me. But uh, Jace was pointing out that, like, you know, three possessions in, we were probably still running on our running on our scripted plays because we hadn't ran that many plays, mm-hmm. um, which could be too. And and maybe that's part of it. I I wouldn't think that you'd just continue to run scripted plays then, but it seemed like kind of like that one game. Was that SIU where we just kept trying to throw the ball to prove that we could? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really working. It was kind of like the antithesis of that. We kept trying to run the ball to prove that we could in the first the first quarter when we had the wind at our back. We should have. I felt like we maybe should have utilized that a little bit more to our advantage. We didn't. It didn't end up costing us the game. So, how upset can I be? You know, a W is a W, even if it's only one point. That's what I told Deb Gronowski at Cubby's when we were sitting there eating the Italian nachos for Alex's lemonade stand to get another $2 donated. Um, you know, a win's a win. It doesn't matter. That's that's at the end of the day, a win's a win. Let's survive in advance. Yep. What Kevin Marshall says here, y'all were gettable for the second time this season and didn't get got. So thanks Kevin. We agree. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's about yeah. what it is. Like that's yeah. the difference between a great team and a good team. Good teams will still trip up every once in a while. You know, we haven't had that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I completely agree. I can't, I don't know what, what we were doing in that first quarter. New Hampshire, for instance. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, with, with the wind behind our backs and not using it, uh, that was just shocking to me. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, luckily we opened it up in the second half and we would have scored if Heinz didn't fumble there. Uh, he's going to pick that ball away. Uh, he was swinging around like a loaf of bread. So uh, that was pretty disappointing there. But you keep wondering why you don't get the ball. And it's, is, is it a confidence thing? You know, because he was getting the ball until that drop in the end zone at SIU. Mm-hmm. Gets, gets the ball thrown to him every time something kind of weird happens. Is that why he's not getting the ball as much? I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I hey, I want to Whoops, sorry. Go ahead. Um this one from from Neil Bruner here. Uh the players handled the missed calls pretty well considering uh I, we were losing our mind. But then <laughs> later in the game when <laughs> yeah. Dallas Beanham had that interception when there was some pretty decent contact uh between the safety and the wide receiver. Um yeah, that uh I'm 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 glad they decided not to, you know, Call it a tight game, I guess, but take that. So Dallas Beanham, huge interception again. Man, he just makes plays, just nose for the ball. Kendall thought we were trying to run a little bit outside tackles here. He says uh, too much on the, instead of dives and, and counters up more inside the tackles. I don't know. It, it looked like they were stopping pretty much everything. The thing that did perplex me a little bit even more, I don't know what you're laughing about now, but oh, the typo. Um, why was the passing that we did try in the first quarter was all deep passes. Yeah. Like, there was nothing. Where you would have to get it up where you'd have to get it up and you could have let the, we got to go back to, to prison. Can bring back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody so, loves the prison mat. Yeah, prison so mat. I, I thought like 10 yard or less passes were, you know, going to be the bread and butter would be the, the smart call for, Real. and, and that's not really what we ran with. I mean, 
like Brendan pointed out on, on this podcast with Borg, you know, when he punted that first punt, it blew the ball. That's why he hit that guy in the back. You know, we were, we're talking to his parents beforehand. They were real nice people and uh, we razzed them a little bit, but you know, that it was the win. Yeah. Uh, Austin. So I answered this a little bit earlier. This was from uh, Egan Lickis was selling these during COVID fall. Uh, Kurt was selling them. So Kurt there was, was yeah. this one. And then there was a checkerboard yellow and blue pattern one. So uh, I wore them yesterday. They're nice. Keep your, your neck and chin warm at the game. Uh, washed them today. And my kids were running around the house wearing them this afternoon thinking they were pirates. So uh, I thought it'd be fun just to kind of wear it today just to show that I still believe in the 605 hogs. So um, in terms of Isaiah and the run, I'd agree with what a lot of what you said, Chad earlier, Um, you know, uh, that, that three, three, five or three, three. I mean, it was kind of a five man front at times too. They, they did some bear front. Um, You know, that was a little bit interesting. Uh, And they just, they had eight, nine guys in the box. You know, they, we were not passing the ball and we were not having success passing the ball. So they just loaded up to stop it. Um, I don't know that wind, that wind was insane. Who's ever talking about the wind right now? Um, so I don't know that that was dang cold. I got into a brief argument on Facebook and ended up deleting my post on the FCS fans nation <laughs> Facebook page just cause it was stupid. Um, but I, that was probably the coldest I have felt at a game uh in a long long time maybe ever that was colder than montana state last in the semifinals last year in my opinion that wind was so nasty oh see i you said that and i i just i was not nearly as cold and i and i didn't even have hand warmers or foot warmers like i did for montana state so i maybe it's because i was moving around more i don't know i there was somebody brought a kid and then sat the row behind me there are people that sit there so they know that I stand mm-hmm. the whole time. And so I felt guilty and didn't even sit down the whole game. So I, you know, I was down by the handicap row oh, up front sure. the whole time so that I wouldn't stand in front of this kid could watch the game. Yeah. So I, I was pretty warm. I mean, my toes got chilly, but yeah, nothing. Some spicy Italian nachos didn't fix afterwards. Uh, yeah. So we got, we got a bit of a fight going on in the YouTube chat right now. CB be nice. Whoever you are. Ron's a Ron's a favorite guest of this show. So yeah, be nice. he's a good dude. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. Um, defensively, I you know talking about what surprised us, what didn't. Um, I was really surprised by um, how we were playing our linebackers, having Freeman and Stalberg split way out middle of the field, kind of wide open. Um, Adam Bach did a heck of a job sorting through the trash and making a lot of plays. The defensive tackles played pretty well overall. Uh, but there were a couple plays that they were one tackle away from breaking a long, long run. Kobe Herter, I thought, made a couple really nice tackles yes, along with Tucker Large. So uh I didn't I didn't necessarily like how we how we were aligning on defense either, but we were we seemed to be pretty terrified of their deep ball. I don't know. Does that did you see that? I don't know. I that's that's basically I couldn't say it better, Matt. Uh, you know, there was a couple times they they had the perfect play called, like the one yeah. the one blitz we had on. Uh, I was in the second half. I'm pretty sure they were on their half of the field, down by like the thirty, 
we, we ran blitz on the outside, the right side, and they screen passed that way. It was like, mm-hmm. oh man, did they know what we were doing and make that call? I mean, it, it looked like it. Uh, they were killing us with the screen a little bit. I didn't like that, but yep. Again, you can't really argue too much with the results. Um, yep, that was in the third quarter, right when they were really having, yeah. really effective on the screen. Yep, and that's when they, when they got their three points in their second half. So, yep, that's all. But yeah, something we just didn't. You know, usually it feels like we're pretty good at sniffing out the screens. Um, we were just Uncle- dead set on getting the quarterback. Yeah, and Uncle Jesse here says, our cousin Jesse says it's two two third downs in a row that they did that. And it, mm-hmm. it's like, really? We're just gonna let them let them get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Garrett, let's bring this up. So, Garrett, you always bring this up, and this is a really good point. Um, yeah, they should be respecting the long ball. Absolutely. Um, but I think the conditions, maybe though, yesterday didn't necessarily warrant as as concerned as we were. Um, they have D one coaches too. Yeah, they that that's a really good team. That's a really good Villanova team. Um, and I think I do think that um, they were underestimated nationally. I think part of that is because they're on Flow Sports and nobody right. gets to watch them because I I know the only people I know that have Flow Sports are diehard wrestling fans. Alex from our team is one of them, uh, but we don't. I don't have it. I'm not going to pay, you know, the hundred dollars or whatever it is a year uh, to be able to watch CAA games. There's enough games I can watch on ESPN plus. So I didn't know a ton about Villanova. Luckily we have a two game sample size now with Albany coming in. Uh, so we're going to know a little bit more. Um, luckily we have some history with, with Villanova that we could bank on, but man, Oh, train. So train like clockwork, like clockwork for three years. <laughs> I don't know that we could hear the first uh, blow of the horn, like, but we definitely have heard these last ones. And and Ron, Ron Lowney, you know he's he's pretending to be a Bison fan because he hates the Grizz that much. I heard the password this week is going to be FTG, so go ahead and use <laughs> that one. Um, oh man! Hey, speaking of the Bison, should we talk about that quick? Sure can. Uh, um, all right, let's actually. Let's actually first let's talk about Kubota, huh? Okay, um, go ahead. Yeah, so so obviously, again, we talked about this last week. Uh, this this weekend reminded us um, that winter is coming. Eventually, we are going to get snow, um, and if we don't get snow, spring's going to come eventually, and you're going to need to mow your yard. So, for whatever projects you may have, big or small, um, find your Kubota dealer of South Dakota that's nearest to you. And get that implement to that uh, that tractor, that mower, uh, that side by side picked out uh, for you. That's going to serve uh, your place, your acreage, whatever you have, the best. So I love my Kubota; easy to use. You guys hear me rave about it every week. Um, check it out. So, so what did Carl dealers. do this week? Carl did uh, nothing. So again, nothing. Man, you got to find a reason just to take the Kubota for a lap. No, I just should have Miles practice driving again. Right? There you go. Hey, yeah, tell, <laughs> tell him, tell him, Uncle Chad says he gets to take a take a ride on the Kubota. One yeah. one ride with Dad, and then after that, we're letting him free to drive it himself. There we go. Don't hit there any cars or buildings. <laughs> right, right. All right. Um, uh, 
So anyway, we're going to talk about NDSU, right? Yeah, NDSU. Jeez. All right. So coming off a big, a huge win, right down in Vermilion. Um, you know, I think, I think we both picked a better game, right? All three of us picked NDSU to win, if I remember yes, correct. I, I um, but I didn't see NDSU winning in that way. Did you? Uh, I was standing in line again. I'm going to plug our sponsor. At, at Cubby's waiting for to get in because it was packed. Um, Brendan can talk about how it was packed when they showed up more more later. I'm sure he will because um, they showed up five minutes. They left five minutes before the game was over. But uh, they well because they, they had kids and they were getting cold, so they, they left sure, early sure, to sure. get seats. Anyway, I'm down there. I get in where I can see a TV and it's 35 to three or something. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, this game's over. And then I'm like kind of nonchalantly talking to people and I look up and, and I think then they scored and made it 35. And I'm like, wow, why are they pouring points on this late in the game? And I look and it's, oh, shoot, it's not even half. And I'm like, holy cow, are, are the Bison even going to have to play their starters in the second half? Because, I mean, I, did they get to rest people? I looked like Cam Miller and everybody was out there for the second yeah. half. But yeah. And then Aiden Bauman so. ended up getting hurt at the end there. It's, yeah. it's, I think I heard he got maybe slightly concussed or something. So that's kind yeah. of terrible. But yeah. Um, yeah, they did not look sharp against the bison. It's like they, they let it slip away and then they were too far down the hill and couldn't crawl, crawl their way back yeah. at all. You know, and, and if I'm USD, I'm a little bit concerned because I look around the landscape here at these final eight teams that were left and now these final four. Uh, and all of them were dual threat quarterbacks or at least have some sort of threat to run. Aiden Bowman does not. And and I, I just don't know if being a true pure pocket passer like he is can work at the FCS level anymore. I just don't. I, I I don't know. I, I would be very concerned about that. And I know that Davis, you know, would prefer probably a dual threat quarterback at this point, but I think they have Bauman for two more years, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I don't I think he's a good passer. Yeah. They gotta get him time though. And mm-hmm. they were not doing that. Um, so and he's gotta have guys to pass to more than one would be helpful. And they got they got to give him enough time to pass because he's not a mobile quarterback. Yep. So yep. that's going to be their recipe for su- success. They have to find those dudes to do that. Is <laughs> is uh? Sorry, Ron, I'm laughing at Ron Loney's comment here. <laughs> Tell that to Tom Brady. <laughs> well, Tom Brady had dudes to pass to, by the way, yeah. and, he, and he did get time. And he's not an FCS quarterback. Like, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Ron, you're funny. All right, but the big news out of NDSU, out of Fargo. That There's news today. out of Fargo other than the yeah, win. Yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, Matt Entz, after uh, last Sunday night, begging players not to hit the portal on Monday and begging Bison donors to join the Green and Gold Collective, uh, hits the transfer portal himself and lands at USC as the defensive coordinator, linebacker, assistant head coach. So... Uh, or something like that, right? Some funny name. So uh, kind of interesting to see him uh, go that direction. Uh, I always thought he'd be a G5 head coach. This is a way better spot, in my opinion, 
to get to go get out of Fargo, um, moved to Los Angeles for, for a handful of years, uh, rumored to be making, uh, you know, 800,000 plus dollars. So that's pretty nice <laughs> and not have to put up with the winter. So good for ends. Well, um, I mean, and not have to, to put up with the NDSU crazies too that have are trying to run him out of town for having a sixty and ten record. Right. So, well, he wasn't doing good at the beginning of the year when they were going to run him out of town. Now he's now he's the second coming of uh, what Carson Wentz or something. But um, you, you do have to make more money to live in LA. So you know, eight hundred thousand out there is probably five hundred thousand here, which is still a lot of money. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing this rumor too, Tammy, that Roll is also leaving, uh, which a lot of folks want him uh, to be the new head coach, but it sounds like he may be headed to the Big Ten. So we'll have to watch that. That's kind of interesting. It's not the only thing, Joe. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen up there, how this affects the players. He is going to finish out the season. It sounds like uh, the players voted or whatever and said that he can, um, you know, so, so he'll be coaching either in Montana and if they win versus Montana, he'll be um, coaching in Frisco. So very interested to see what they do with their, their Just head so long as he team. isn't out on the recruiting trail instead of coaching, I guess would be all that matters there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know it's really interesting. So it's going to be odd. It's going to be awkward. How could this like, it's like announcing that you're going to move up to FBS before you play to Montana. Was that a good plan? I feel like, no. Um, it's, you know, when we've had coaches leaving in the past, it's been known under the surface for a game or two before it was announced, you know, mm-hmm. for that very reason. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's if nothing else, it's a distraction. It isn't going to be, it isn't going to be a, a positive. I don't see how it's a positive unless the guys that are there are truly bought in. Although we've had heard Jake Kava say what two, three different times this year that they weren't, mm-hmm. um, th- that they'd want to play, you know, to give them one last hurrah as their coach. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, obviously the other game uh, from the weekend was Montana. Uh, really taking care of business against Furman. Um, that was know, a great game. That was a great game. That was a great game. <laughs> Terrific game. Um, Wager Stadium. Man, what a cool atmosphere. We should talk about that for our stadium too. Uh, our crowd was phenomenal. The 10,200 or so that showed up. Um, okay. I guess I counted 10,216, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. that's, that's what I counted. Okay. Well, I thought it was awesome. I don't know. No, there was a great Uh, crowd, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It seemed like less people than last week. Oh, really? I thought it was more. You can see that different than me. So so towards me, it was more full, definitely. There was definitely more people around 118. Okay. Like, for sure. It felt like there was a lot less on the east side, but maybe that's because they had all migrated because of the wind, and that's entirely possible. Sure. I don't know, huh? Well, we're both on the east side. I just, I just can, I just oh, know I on the east side around me. Yeah, and there was more students. So. There was, there was more students. Yeah, I'm but, so stoked that the the full pride's there still. I mean, shout out to the pride. We love you guys. You do an excellent job. You bring that energy, uh, not only in your music but also 
with your voices and stuff when you're not playing. So we surely appreciate that. And I know the team does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting questions about Furman here. Um, was Furman, Seth asked, Furman better than expected and Montana overrated. I never bought that that was going to be a blowout game, personally. Um, I, I, I thought... Um, I thought Montana, or I thought Furman was a good team. And I know everyone likes to poo-poo the SoCon and stuff, and we make fun of Kevin about it and everything. Um, That's just because he's a homer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but but I thought Furman was good. And if it wasn't for Montana being awesome on special teams, uh, man, that, that game, if Furman had won, that would have been really interesting to see NDSU heading that direction now. Brendan almost nailed that prediction there. So... Yeah, um, excited to see that, you know, NDSU uh, out there on Saturday with all this going around their program. <sighs> Man, again, I don't know what to expect on that one. NDSU's hot. I thought Brennan's analogy from last night was really good comparing NDSU to Montana State last year. Uh, his his uh, post game with Borg was spot on in my opinion. So good job guys. That was a good show. Yeah, that was an excellent show this week. Definitely one of their better episodes in my yep. opinion. So yep. Jim Stockler, I bring the cowbells. Uh Uncle Jesse here's uh, or cousin Jesse's uh talking about you know educating them on the cowbell thing. Here here's what I'll tell you. I've read the playoff rules in the past, not real recently, but in the last 10 years. And technically noisemakers aren't allowed by the NCAA even if they're allowed by your conference. Now, they're normally not allowed by our conference, so that's why we don't have them in the regular season. I was being told or read after the game that they were trying to confiscate them at the gate. I don't know if that's true. Maybe you can weigh in if that if you know if you have more like firsthand knowledge on that, but that's what I heard. I know Evolution Prime on Twitter, uh, we all know who he is, and he had his out and was ringing it with his uh, Lucha Libre uh, mask on his Luchador mask. <laughs> yeah, there was lots of cowbells around me. Erin Amick uh, earlier just she had said something in Facebook or Twitter, or one of the two, um, that said that said hers got taken, but she eventually got it back. Um, it sounded like one of those things that was as long as it's out of sight, they don't really care. But I'm sure mm. it was those folks that were just bringing it in uh, open. You know, I didn't hear them as much as I did the week before. Um, sure. but I think the crowd was louder. So I wasn't sure if that's why I didn't hear it. So the crowd did seem louder. Like the crowd has been fantastic as far as noise. Yep. Yeah. That, that, and that was consistent too. It wasn't just yep. in the first half. It was the whole game. The crowd was really cheering hard. So, uh, that was awesome. Yep. Terry, they can't take what they don't see. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this look around at the other games is presented by Jackrabbit Central, um, with the, the three locations, obviously the, the stadium store is closed for the playoffs, but downtown, um, the campus store, and then online, jackrabbitcentral.com. Um, you know, it, it, kind of a fun thing here uh, for, my, for my normal job. We have give Christmas presents to residents, and one of the residents wanted a jackrabbit shirt. And so he's getting a jackrabbit shirt from jackrabbitcentral.com uh, that Alex uh, picked up for me. So um, you can get your Christmas gifts at jackrabbitcentral.com as well. Um, so go support them either online or in the store. Get to Brookings early on Friday and you can hit up the stores. No issue. So 
A little bit of a shout out to Alex for being the MVP. He picked up uh, some a Jackrabbit Central order from my buddy Tony Hummel that drove all the way from uh, Montana, or excuse me, Wyoming. My bad. They're the same to me. Um, no, they're not. Uh, he drove all the way. He drove all the way from Wyoming to come make the game, and he had an absolute blast. He said the tailgate was awesome. The the game was even more fun. Hmm. He said, "I wish I wish I lived closer so I could do this more frequently." Because you know it's a seven hour drive. He didn't make it back until after eleven o'clock last night. So, but shout out to Tony for making the trip and bringing his dentist Dan, who's also a SDSU alum. Oh, that's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, in terms of like bringing folks to the game, uh, two of my best friends growing up in high school and college um, came to the game too. It was their first game of the year, uh, and they had a blast as well. So just tell them the cowbells are medically prescribed. That's funny. My like cowbell that. identifies as a clear plastic bag. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad. All right. Um, Jim, this is a good one here. Sorry, I put it yep. up at the same time. Jim, how do I get to Borg's podcast? So uh, go to Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook. If if you found this, you probably know where that's at. And just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see Brendan and Borg doing a post-game show. They've done a post-game show at 11 o'clock at night all season long, and it's two hours of pure football madness. And you get it's to good. learn stuff about Borg and where he's worked and who he's worked for and things he's covered. And you'll hear more about USD than you probably ever want to hear about USD, but Borg has to do it, I guess. I don't know how Brendan puts up with it and is so uh, polite and diplomatic about it. But uh, anyways, it's a good show, and uh, it's fun to listen to. We don't podcast it out, but you can go back and just listen to it on Facebook. Um, it you, also is, is on Twitter. And Twitter, and too. Yep. So, so yep. So I, it's on our YouTube for sure. So yep. That's where I watched it today, this yep. morning. So, all right. Um, the final game is last night's game, and it was you uh, Albany versus Idaho in another terrific game. Um, Albany goes into the Kibbe Dome and comes out victorious, uh, thirty to twenty-two. Um, this game it just was kind of a wild game. I think kind of what people expected a little bit. Did you get to watch it, Chad? Did you get to watch much of it? I, yeah, no, I watched uh, watched live the last half of it, and I went back and rewatched it before we did this. And Uh-oh. well, what's your you impressions, know, man? My impressions are: I think we're a better team than than Idaho. Uh, th- that's my first takeaway. I think we're a better team than Idaho. No disrespect meant to Eck and the boys; they did an heck of a job, but they also. Yeah, you like that? I'm I'm getting better at this because we had that one double reverse play we tried, and I looked at Brendan and I said, "What the heck was that?" And he didn't even hear it. Heck, <laughs> I had to tell him. Uh, I had to reiterate it. But anyway, then he laughed. Uh, so I I think we're better than them on offensive line. I think we're better than them at running back. They do have a stud wide receiver in Hayden Hatton who's going away. Mm-hmm. Giovanni McCoy is good, really good. Um, when you pressure him, he seems to struggle. Uh, that's when he struggles. He's he's maybe a little quicker than Mark running, but but uh, he, I don't think he's better than Mark running. I think he's just a little quicker. Uh, and and by all rights, watching that game, there's no way I, I can't say that Idaho didn't give it away. They shot themselves in the foot several times. Mm-hmm. You know, they bounced the they had the one field goal bounce off the crossbar. Um, 
some other things they did that were kind of silly. And, uh, you know, they had, they had every right to win that game. I thought they, they could have won it had they not made those mistakes. Now that's not saying that Albany didn't deserve to win it. Obviously they scored more points, but, uh, you know, I think being the number one run defense in the country that you Albany has, um, and they had what 127 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think the 605 Hogs very much better than the well, maybe very much is a bit strong, but certainly more seasoned and better than than the young the young offensive line out at Idaho. And I think we're going to be able to run the ball on this team that we we haven't been able to watch except for a couple games this year. Um, I think I think we're going to run the ball with the success. Giovanni McCoy had real good success throwing the ball, especially on slant routes over the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Albany also had the same success, so that's something we're going to have to watch because we've been a little bit, uh, I don't know, susceptible to those short passes, I think. Uh, a lot of man coverage they played um, on, on their guys. Uh, almost strictly man, so we'll see how – because we don't play a lot of man, I don't see – um, you know, Albany's running a, a four, three, a four, three, two high safety, uh, which we see a lot. So that shouldn't, we should know how to attack that. Well, um, I, I like our chances, uh, you know, I, I think we will win. We're, we're at home. I mean, Albany's from cold environment, so that's not going to be, not going to be a thing, but I had a, I had a person come up to me from Philly wearing car coveralls come up to me and he says yeah man you know it's cold in philly too but this wind it hits different like yeah. you're cold your guys is cold is is different so yeah I, I i like i like what i saw i think as long as as long as our coaches go watch that game which obviously they will and look at the plays that worked well and maybe adapt our play playbook to some of the same plays i think we'll do well i really do and uh you know, I get that they won the CAA outright. Uh, well, not outright, but by head-to-head. They only had one real bad loss this year. Um, you know, they're a good team, and and their quarterback, he's 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 legit for sure. Oh, yeah. He, he can kill you with his legs and with his arm, and they really didn't run him much last, last this last game. So I don't know if that was a function of – what they saw from Idaho on defense or they just didn't game plan it. But I, I suspect we'll see a little bit more of uh, him running the ball. Reese uh, Poffin Barger it is. And, and yep. he's up for the, he's up for the national uh, player, of the player of the year, offensive player of the year award too with mm-hmm. Mark. Right. So, and they got a guy, uh, you know, Dylan Kelly, who is, I guess, Jim Kelly's nephew. Okay. And and he's he's a finalist uh for for the defensive player, the Buck Buchanan Award. So yep. Yep. No, they got some dudes, definitely. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is something you just mentioned pretty briefly. Um, I am shocked how Idaho's offensive line held up against these guys because right, we've just well. heard, you know, everyone in the chat here is saying uh <laughs> that all American defensive ends. This defensive end group is, yes. is ridiculous, and and they are like statistically, yep. they are like they they look like studs. Um, but to only get to McCoy once and a handful of other quarterback hits, 
Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than that. And so good design by Eck and Schleissner, uh, getting the ball out of McCoy's hand, I guess. Um, but it really felt like he did have some time back in that pocket too, from, from what I saw of the game. Um, so I don't know that that's my big thing. These deep shots. Um, I texted our guys today. Um, what's the wide receiver? What's his name here? Oh, um, the number 13. Yeah. Brevin Easton. Yeah. Easton, Brevin yeah. Easton. Um, it kind of feels like, you know, how Riley Stapleton went off against us when we played James Madison. Um, you know, I think he may have broken out the game before um, a little bit, uh, but against us, he had just an insane, um, just an insane game. And then he had a, a, a decent career after that until he got in trouble. Um, but that's what it reminded me of when I looked at that stat line this morning is, geez, like this is like a Riley Stapleton game for this kid because it's a quarter of the yards that he's had um, on the season just came in this game against Idaho. So uh, you know, Dallas and Dyshawn and our safeties are going to have to be ready. Um, you know, on Kevin and Stone's show, um, they talk a lot about, or Stone talks a lot about how SDSU likes to keep those safeties down near the line of scrimmage, hang them low. Um, might have to be a game where maybe we, we do stay back just a little bit more. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to just seeing how we match up in this one, just with another new team too, right? This is the yep. fun part about these playoffs that we right. wanted. We get to face a brand new team um, that we don't know much about. I don't know if we've ever faced them. I don't. I'm doubt if we have. I mean, if we have, it's historical. It hasn't been in our yeah. modern era, so to speak. Yep. So um, you brought up Kevin and Stone's uh, Kevin and Stone show. I I do believe, and and Kevin can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe this is going to be the week where Stone does the interview with Mark Gronowski. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm sure Kevin will, uh, comment down in the, uh, in, in the comments here, but, uh, you know, so he's trying to make a push to get some money for Alex's lemonade stand too. Uh, as is Quentin Hicks, Quentin chimed in on, yeah, on, on Brendan's <laughs> podcast. That was awesome. Uh, maybe we, uh, so Kevin's yeah, he's saying, yes, he, he's commenting that I'm correct. Um, I know that, I know that that's a great segment and it'll be great to hear from Mark and, and get a get another interviewer's uh, questions. So, yeah, and and I think you know, I, I, Brendan brought it up as an idea last night, and I think we may need to talk about it in our group and, and push it out. Um, but I think we do need to support Mark. We and might Quentin. need to put some money on and, the and other guys. What if we could yeah. get first, second, and third in this thing? So that's something to think about. That'd be kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, Cool fact. I like this. Seth, how do you know this stuff? Cool fact about Albany is they've only had two head coaches since they brought yeah. back football in 1970. They, they said it on the uh they oh, said shoot. it on the okay on the ESPN broadcast. Yeah. Must have been after I, I fell asleep. So I just yeah. caught uh, or yeah, I just <laughs> caught the back end of that where they talked about how the current coach uh Greg uh what's his name? Gatuso. Gattiso? Yeah, I can't say that. Yeah. My handwriting's terrible. Um, yeah. So they talked like he's the one that brought him into the FCS. He's he's an older dude. He's got uh he looks like a old marine or something, you know, blue eyes and gray hair and big as a house, you know. Yep. Um, all right. So we're go back up Jim's comment. December 17th. Um, so the three players that are doing the Alex Lemonade stand, um, are going to be at Cubbies 
uh, in promotion of this event for Alex's Lemonade Stand. And again, um, we talked about Cubbies. Just pull up Cubbies. Let's do their plug right now. Right, as long as we're here. Cubbies. Um, so again, uh, if you if you missed it somehow, you just woke up after a couple week long uh, sleep. Um, Cubbies brought back the Italian nachos, uh, which was pushed by the B team. Um, and Cubbies is donating $2 for every purchase of Italian nachos for the next couple of months, uh, towards Alex's lemonade stand. And they'll be donating it to one of the SDSU players, um, uh, accounts on this, uh, to Alex's lemonade stand. So that's really cool. Chad, you guys went there after the game. You got it. How was it? It was fantastic. You know, um, little different i'd never had them before to be honest uh and and i i would order them again in a heartbeat i did make one mistake it and mm. it turned out okay i got to kind of shy away from jalapenos and i knew they were on there and i forgot to have them take them off or not put them on so i had to take them off so i still got a little of the zip but turned out okay they were really tasty and uh yeah yeah i mean it's a good big size plate of nachos if I don't have to eat anything else, that means you might have to share it with a friend. Um, but <laughs> but it's 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 definitely worth worth the worth going down there and getting. Um, I'd say go anytime during the week, and you know you can be a little be a little easier to get in than right after the game, like we did. You know everybody wanted to go get their Italian nachos, so got to meet up with uh, Frank's dad down there and uh, some of the other people on here, and you know, everybody was having a good time. I'm sure yeah. Brendan's going to have some comments about his, his daughter getting to meet. Well, he kind of talked about it last night, so maybe I'm not spoiling it, but his, his daughter got to, got to meet Mark Gronowski in person, and Deb brought him over. It was a pretty cool moment, and hey, I'll let him talk cool. more on that later. So That's cool. All right, and Terry says he's going to be doing Fireball Santa. We'll be doing shots again for a donation to Alex's Lemonade Stand. Uh, and then Brendan's not going to forget the fathead this week. So if you the take a picture head. of me <laughs> along with the mat head and put it on Twitter, tag us, Jack Herbert Illustrated, uh, I'll donate a dollar for every one of those that goes out. So there's some more chances here uh, to make some more money for this and to move our guys up the leaderboard. So maybe maybe <laughs> we'll maybe we'll throw it up there. Uh, maybe we'll throw it out on Twitter. We'll do a poll and see if we should split the donations going forward 50-50 as long as we've got a comfortable lead. <laughs> So, so this guy's folks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Th there are jalapenos on this. Speaking so Frank's dad, order them, order them off. So Brendan says he's one hundred percent not forgetting the mat head. So we'll see. Uh, like this, thank you, Mitchell. Mitchell, you just have all this stat stuff. I know Tyler brought it up on the post game too, but thanks for thanks for reminding us here. Cool to see Isaiah surpass uh, Kyle oh, Manette. He's only 200 yards behind Pierre Strong now. So, so very cool. if he hits his average, he should surpass Pierre in yeah, the next right? two games if we win, which I think we should. So Yep. So playoff Zay. Playoff Zay, 200 yards. Let's go. Yeah, let's just get it in one game. Why wait? <laughs> hey, hey, we could donate the mat head to the Jackrabbit Scholarship Athletic Auction at the end of the year. Dude, we right? should. Like, That's we so should funny. just donate. See if they'll accept it. <laughs> Will anybody even donate money for Will anybody, it? Yeah, we could put that up for the auction. Put, throw a cowbell in or something. Oh, I Maybe got, like I got sticker still. We can throw a sticker on it or something or with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt Field. Let's let's talk about this here. Do we know what time tailgate is opening? Well, yes. 
they can say it's going to open at one o'clock, but they probably won't open the gates until uh, like one thirty. So, uh, anyways, that's I was a little bit, little bit upset about that. So that the gates were locked until like eight o five. Then all the folks in the big truck started hopping the curbs, going around the gate. Uh, back to uh, we didn't hop sh- curbs. We didn't do well, that. You got there before the gates were probably closed. We, we, we don't talk about Bruno. Matt. So yeah, right. Oh man, lots of you want to buy the Matt head. Oh my goodness. Yeah, maybe we need to sell Matt heads. <laughs> <laughs> they're a, they're they're an extra hundred thirty dollars. A hundred dollars. They're an extra hundred dollars, and the extra hundred dollars. Oh, Do you think the athletic department would would accept a basket of uh, Jack Rabbit Illustrated shenanigans? Uh, uh, I think they'd expect <laughs> it at this point. Uh, uh, regarding tailgating, it was interesting. I, I, Brendan touched on it, but uh, since a lot of people don't, I mean, a lot of people have indicated they don't catch that podcast. We usually take to set up the three tents, the hair raisers tent, our tent, and then Ben's smaller tent is, is probably 25 minutes. If we got the right amount of people there and to completely set up, like that's everything. Just putting up the tents took like an hour and 15 minutes in the wind. It was insane. The, the hair raisers, I was talking with, with Eric and, and he said, yeah, they got a side-by-side, and they're staring us down. But apparently when they went and set the tents out, they saw them starting to struggle and just went, okay, these guys are going to take too long putting their tents up. They just left. So. <laughs> you guys, all the time. All right. Oh, my oh gosh, my Ron. I'm not putting that up, Bob. Yeah, we're not putting that up, Ron. All right. Okay. Hey, all will right. the Podfather, like – picture be included in our basket because and maybe a maybe a video of brendan trying to hang it up behind it (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh you not (laughs) okay let's uh what do we have left for sponsors uh we gotta do game balls uh for for our game still there you go game ball chad who you want to who who for this week's performance would you give a game ball to Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself lame. It's the exact same thing you had on, on, on. Really? On the and Raves. Oh, dude, that's that's that was perfect this time. I think perfect. Chad, so. You've never said I've done a good job. I never <laughs> said you've done man. a bad job. <laughs> it's just like that. That was the perfect. That was the perfect people. Like I couldn't. I think that's who deserves it in every facet. All right. Matthew well, Durant's. Oh, we didn't talk block. about that punt block and return was one of the most awesome things I've ever witnessed in my life. It's going to yeah. be the thing of legends yep. and uh, rightfully so, because that just doesn't happen. The ball bounced. I think he was as surprised was a, as anybody yeah. that it was in his hands and he just went, okay, I'm rolling with it. And yep. uh, you know, what, what a great guy to get, a, get that opportunity on special teams. And, and you know uh, what, like for him, like the coaches the last couple of years have just raved about his athleticism, how fast he is. You know, he battled injuries last year, finally healthy this year. He's in the rotation at safety, plays a lot. Yep. And but we don't but how he plays safety and how we play safety, um, we, he doesn't always get to show that speed, I don't think. And so actually getting to see him like, you know, top it off, uh, that was cool. Man, uh, he's fast. He is very, very fast. So good for him. Um yeah, he yeah, a lot and, about Stallbird. Oh, go ahead. 
No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Mark Mark would be deserving, but Zay, man, Zay, Zay's just playoff Zay when it comes to the playoffs. Maybe playoff yeah. Zay was uh, not there for the first half, but he definitely was in the second half. And my dad, he made a comment. He's like, geez, that guy. He, uh, there was this kid. He thought he was going to catch him on that run. You know, he, he got close and that guy just found another gear and he just pulled away. He put two yards on that guy before he knew what happened. And that's what happened. And Zay, yeah. Zay's got some speed, man. Yeah. You know, and, and someone, someone asked me, you know, in tailgating, where do I think Zay's going to be drafted in the draft? And it all depends Hopefully on how he Green runs. Bay. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But it all depends on how fast he is. Right. The 40s, yeah. everything. Um, you know, if he runs a four, four, five, um, you know, third, fourth round, if he runs a little slower than that, you know, fifth, sixth, and if he's an even slower than that, seventh undrafted. So, I mean, it just, it's all going to depend on where he runs. Yeah. They put a lot of stock in that. Unfortunately, it, it doesn't always translate to, to field speed, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a good indicator. And I don't, I don't know what Zay runs the 40 in, but I would bet my house. It's faster than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Tucker large, uh, was, was great too. Uh, wish Tucker would have caught the ball in that punt. Yeah. Uh, that put us in a really bad position. He can't do that. So, um, so yeah, Tucker, Tucker knows better than that. And he caught the next one. So that's good. And we just about shot ourselves in the foot on that kick return, didn't kick we? Return. That was disappointing. Oh. Like they got to know the rules better than that. Somebody, so. Somebody's like, well, he's a freshman. And I'm like, yeah, and how long has he been playing football? Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, right, right. That was so, a lapse in judgment. Yep. We've all been there, so I won't hammer on the kid too hard, but that was, that was a bad call. Yep. Here's one right up your alley, Chad from Lauren. Uh, Hicks sack looked like a Tanner Sloan takedown. Sure did. Uh, yeah, sure did. <laughs> double, double leg takedown. Yep. Yeah, it was great. Um, so that was good. Um, so, yeah, those are game balls. Uh, you know, again, we talked about cubbies. Um, did you so, did you say a defensive game ball just so people know who we chose? Oh yeah. So whoops. So I chose Quentin Hicks. Quentin Hicks was awesome. He was just incredibly physical. That sack, um, really just collapsed in the pocket. Um, you know, just disruptive. He looked great. So yeah, yeah. I, and and somebody's making the case for uh, I guess it's Tammy Young and making the case for Dallas beat him. Dude's mm-hmm. got a nose for the ball. That definitely mattered. But uh, I, I he was all over this guy yeah. so yeah Hicks yeah. was great glad i'm really glad quentin's having uh this the this year. final kind of run in this in this season you know yeah. such a phenomenal freshman year and then injuries just have taken their toll on him um and and to be able to end this year how he has uh just really really proud of him and happy for him so yeah and plus he helped us recruit his uh his brother. So yeah. yeah. How awesome is that? So, so that's kind of cool. He lives on. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. So um, we've talked a little bit, you know, anything you want to add about this SDSU Albany game or uh, actually first, let's talk about NDSU Montana. Let's do NDSU okay. Montana first. Okay. What are you, what are you thinking about that one? It's kind of just as we scope it out. Boy, I, I thought, I thought NDSU was going to give him fits, but now with the news, I really don't know how this is going to go, Matt. I think this is going to be another tight game. Um, and because of the news, I think I think that uh, NDSU is going to peter out in the fourth quarter some point, 
and uh you know make me part of your hype video i don't give it i don't care <laughs> and um i think i think they might just not have it at the end i think bobby hawk and crew are going to end up in frisco and i'll be happy that it'll be a, a a fan base that's energized and uh happy to be there i know that they can be a little bit much at times but we're used to ndsu so anyway <laughs> yeah yeah i i think it's gonna be a good game i do think um, you know, we've seen NDSU in the past and in this season too struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Right. Um, and, and the way that they're tackling can be so hot and cold this year. Um, I think Montana is going to give them some fits. Um, at the same time, you know, uh, Cam, Cam looked good again yesterday. Um, I do think, you know, there's going to be, some openings we saw Furman have success move, moving the ball. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's this may be a high-scoring game, actually, which is kind of weird considering that NDSU's defense has historically been so good and Montana's defense has actually been pretty good um, this season. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Chad? What, are, you taking, are you taking Montana? I mean, I, what – do, are the lines out? Because people made it sound like we're a twenty-four point favorite in our game already in our chat. No, like, that's yeah. I the know. lines are out. Yeah, lines are out. Okay, well, I, what's the line? I thought it was two and a half Montana. Someone can two correct and that. a half. That's it. Mm. Yeah, boy, I'll take. I'll eat some points. I'll do it. I'll take yeah. Montana. I'll take Montana. I think they're going to cover. Yeah. Okay. If they I, win, they're going to win by at least three. So that hook doesn't bother me at all. It's two and a half NDSU. Oh, okay. Thanks, Ryan, for clarifying there. Interesting. Okay, I guess I was confused by that, but yeah. Either mm. way, I'm still eating the two and a half. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I'll. You know. Gosh, I I just I do feel like. I, the NDSU players may end up rallying around each other. But at the same time, if I'm one of these players for them that was talked into staying because of what we're building, et cetera, et cetera, I'm going to be a little bit pissed um, if I turn down a six-figure deal somewhere, which rumor is that they have. Um, you know, we'll, well see. We'll see who if they name a head coach quick or not, or if they do a national search. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The question so. is if the deal's still out there and the ink isn't dry on the last one that they made, maybe you know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how that works with NIL. Have we seen any NILs go to litigation yet? I mean, it's still so new. They could right. literally have a contract signed and, yeah, you know, there could be some contract law issues. We'll just have to get Triple E on here to help us out with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I'm going to take Montana. I don't know. I think it is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my prediction for now. All right. So our game against Albany, um, you know, I I, I I, was really, honestly, statistically with everything, a little bit afraid of the Great Danes. Um, just that pass rush and all of their defensive stuff that Tyler went through on the post game. We've kind of heard about the last couple of weeks on, on um, the chatter of everything. Kevin's show, uh, the FCS Fans Nation uh, folks, their show. Um, man, so it, it does make me nervous about that defense but our offense is so good they're going to want to come out and, and and prove a point i think 
Um, and I and I really wasn't that impressed, I guess, with their with their defense overall last night. I think we're gonna be able to take away the deep ball and their offense too. We'll see. So I think we're gonna win probably uh, by 10, 14 points, somewhere in there. Um, we're gonna hear gonna play in Texas, gotta have fill in the band. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. And you know, I, I do think we're gonna win and head back to Frisco. If we want to win, this is what we have to do now. Take notes. All right. Put, got it. Put put pressure on their quarterback. Pressure. Got it. And don't let them run when you get pressure on them. You can't don't you can't run. let a broken play turn into, you know, <laughs> pressure turn into a turn into a positive yard. When he's uncomfortable, I don't think he does real well. Now they do have studs in the secondary. Guy yep. uh guy called Amir Hall. You might you might hear that name, mm-hmm. but you might not, and here's why. We don't have just one Yankee. We have two, and they only have one, Amir Hall. So they're going to have to have a stud as good on the other side of the ball as him. I don't think they do. Um, not only that, we have the other dudes, in, in, in including and not limited to the Wildebeest, right? Dude's a stud, and they had guys running behind them, not necessarily Amir Hall, but the other – well, he got beat too – they had other guys on the other side. They were beating them downfield, and Giovanni was getting those deep balls down there. Hmm. Um, I think Mark is better quarterback than Giovanni overall at, at the, where they're at in their careers right now. Maybe not in the future. I don't know. Um, have Abraham, you know, the, the Yale transfer. He's a stud. Kelly, we already talked about. Uh, Duffy's a really good linebacker. But, you know, I they just had a lot of success. It, and 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 couldn't put it together. And by they, I mean Idaho. They had a lot of success against them in different ways. Um, part of it was their, you know, the return, the return game was something. But man, maybe they're susceptible to returns too. I know that that guy's had quite a few returns go back, so it may not just be them. But Tucker Large, he's due, man. He is due to return one of these punts. I, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna bet on it, but I, I'm ready to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, offensive, what are we taking? Who are you taking for our MVP for offensive Chad? Sorry. I'm going to go with the other Yankee and, um, <laughs> well, because I think they're going to key on the key on the one with the stats with, with, uh, Mir- uh, uh, hall. Uh, I think I think we're gonna pass the ball well as long as the wind isn't a factor, and if it's not for the wind, then it'd be Zay. How about you? What do you got for offensive player? Um, I I'm gonna go with Zach Hines. I'm going with Zach Hines on this one. So totally redeems himself. That'd be great. I'd love to see it. Nobody'd yeah. be happier than me. Yeah, and uh, uh, maybe him and his mom. But yeah, right. And uh, Dallas is gonna go with uh, Griffin Willie. So. Yeah. Always. Always yeah, does. Always. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Defense. And I'm gonna go uh on this one with Stalbird. Isaiah Stalbird. I'm I'm just gonna shoot I'm gonna pick the man Freeman again. They like to throw slants. Uh and Freeman, if you're watching this, which I don't think you do, but hey, they like to throw slants. There's gonna be some balls for you to pick off. You're good <laughs> at it. So pick one off. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Pick two and, off. And Dallas is going to go with Cade Trevere, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, it seems like a Dallas. Or or maybe he might go Quentin Hicks after last week's performance. Yeah. Yep. He's kind of a DN guy, you know, Dallas. We'll see. Maybe he'll tweet it out after he listens to this. And he's like, I would never pick those ones. So, yeah. All right. And for a score, then, um, uh, I'll let you go first on your score prediction if you want. No, go ahead because I think I went first last time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, I can. I don't really no, care. I, I'm going to go 31 to 13. Ooh, that's incredibly close to what I was thinking. Now I got to rethink that. I'll say 38 21. We'll call that a W. I don't care if it's by one point. I'll say that every week. I don't care how much we win by as long as yep. we win. There we go. There we go. And Dallas usually kind of like splits the splits the middle with us. Uh, so Dallas is going to go like 35-17. That's Dallas' um, score. Prediction. That's Dallas' score. There you go, Dallas. Yep. We're yep. putting words in your mouth, bud. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, getting some questions about weather. Uh, weather looks good, but this weekend was supposed to look good too until Wednesday when it all changed when I woke up. And it's like, oh, no, no. Huh. So looks good so far. Um, lots of scores, 35-10, 35-13, 34-13, all right. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to be at Cubby's on Friday. I'm going to grab lunch there before tailgating. Uh, plan to be in town hopefully between 11.30 and noon. So if anyone wants to meet up at Cubby's, uh, let me know. Uh, we'll meet up at Cubby's and get some food, then go to tailgating, help Chad and Brendan set up the tent. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't take an hour and 30 minutes and uh, kind of go from there. So that was an anomaly. I'll be honest. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, oh, Culver's. And after the yep. game or before the game, if you're getting into town late and you don't have time to go to Cubby's or if you just like it better, uh, go to Culver's, Brookings and Watertown. Uh, pick up some curds, pick up some burgers, some buffalo chicken strips, uh, get a cement mixer, concrete mixer. Uh, add in the things that you need to get uh, to make it your own, and it's going to be delicious. So thank you, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, for your support. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to the 120 of you that are watching right now and have been with us for most of the show. Uh, really appreciate you all. Um, <laughs> nobody so, wants that, Ron. Chad, Literally nobody. Sale. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be great. Miles would want that, Chad. Okay, so, that's true. Yeah. But I love Miles. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for being here. As always, like, subscribe, and share. Just really appreciate all your support this whole year. Yeah. Only a and few thanks to everybody left. that comes and says hi to us when we're out and about. We, 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 we'd love to spend a half an hour talking to each of you, but we'll at least take a few minutes to say hi. You know, uh, no matter what's going on, guys. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody saying hi. And I had somebody ask me last that Cubbies is. She says, "Well, which which one are you on? Are you on the A team or the B team?" And I was, I didn't even get out of my house. She's like. <laughs> Oh, you're that guy that's on both. Yeah. Yeah. It was the gal that <laughs> cursed out Brendan for cursing. Anyway, he'll have that, I'm sure, tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. With that, go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Colby Sports Bar and Grill. And as always, go Jack.